Chicago Bulls? Yeah, I bet the Bulls in this game. I like the Thunder. Obviously, they're ceiling a little bit more. Josh Giddy looks identical to Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World. Every time yeah, I does. see him, I know. I think Ryder Strong. I think he is <laughs> Sean Hunter. They look identical. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this OKC team. Bulls are at home, though, opening night. Hopefully, they could get it done. I just can't believe all these guys are back as we see Kobe White walking the ball. How do we get that to change? It was oh, a whole man. thing, Trista. I got the remote and I went and literally touched it to the the the, the box behind the TV. We tried to get the magic what on. To that one? The oh, voice doesn't still good the on voice that thing one. doesn't work. I can't get this stupid AEW off the TV. <laughs> I'm so tired of and, seeing men in tights. And the best part about it is I like wrestling. I'm a wrestling I think fan. It's stupid. Nick hates wrestling I think and, it's and so he didn't dumb. even like it as a kid, so that he no. has to watch this. And this happens a lot. You you watched more wrestling probably the last two I feel bad. Now don't get me wrong. I'm I not know, putting this out. I know big I know like big WWE events. Like I've heard that I've never been to one. I've heard that it's an amazing spectacle. I would go, but I can't help myself. Yeah, you're like 30 years too late to the party. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. Like, I need I to get away from I laugh it. watching this. Like, watching a guy get Whoa. choked out with a scarf so. while his head is near another guy's crotch and he's waving his arms in the air yeah. like it's Mortal Kombat and he's got, like, you know, the bicycle kick. Luke Kang just did the bicycle kick and he's waving. Like, Finish him. It's just so stupid. I just, you can't. Johnny Cage. It's just, it's so corny. Well, I can't do it. What's funny about last night when I hit that parlay, which it's been, I don't know if you guys have been keeping track, but I have been keeping track. It's been about three weeks and I was down... I was down a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so when I hit that twenty-five to one parlay, I was just so excited, and I l- watched it back, and I'm like, "Wow, I really was on one." And there, <laughs> in all my comments, it was like, "Are you Macho Man Randy Savage? Are you Macho Man Randy Savage?" And I was like, "They're like, she's got the sunglasses. Like, no, it's just too bright in here. It just, yeah. I was, I don't even watch wrestling, and I was channeling Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, you Ooh, cut a yeah. promo." Yeah. The other night I went 0-4 in Monday Night Football. But don't you know, yeah, I turned around and we hit two parlays. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's what that sounded yeah, like. Yeah. But I also, that's the most relatable thing ever because, like I said, like last night I uh, didn't even watch the games and I went 0-5 and, and I didn't realize. That's the worst, too. Like, you feel like dump. You wake up and you're like, I think, I think those look good. Anthony Davis had 17 at the half. Yeah. And then you check and you're like, oh, all my money's gone, actually. Um so then when you bounce back, because then you have those nights where you're like, I just need a Wednesday off. I need a Thursday off. Okay, I'm only betting college football on Saturday. No more <laughs> NFL. But, man, then when you're just like, you're, it's like they try to pull you out. You know, it's like it's a drug. Yeah. If you don't watch it, it's an yeah. absolute drug, and it'll and, suck you back and in. And that's what I love about the NBA season. And also, hey, and have to hashtag yeah. have a game plan because the catalog, <laughs> like nights like this, is so big in the player props. It is. You know, you could talk yourself into so many. Like, football, I've kind of learned what I like and what I don't like. I'm not going to play a bunch of overs on receptions and receiving yards and, you know, the interception props and stuff. But in the NBA, man, like, remember a couple years ago when Steph got hurt and it was the Jordan Poole year where he was just chucking. Just chucking. And you could just take his threes every night. You could take his points every night. But the best part about that season was Draymond's points, rebounds, and assists. But more than that, just his rebounds and assists. Every night he was clearing that line. So you could just find, like, certain angles. Yeah. Yeah. You know who's a good angle for these Pacers, and I didn't even think about him, uh, is Aaron Neesmith. Oh, not Aaron Neesmith, excuse me. Andrew Nemhard. Aaron Neesmith is doing nothing. Andrew Nemhard has eight points and seven assists off the bench 
in 13 minutes of action. So you, you've got Tyrese Halliburton there, which we know is going to get double-digit assists, but Andrew Nemhard as well, to have the exact same amount of assists as, as Halley is crazy. And I bet the plus money on Andrew Nemhard assists is nuts. Another guy I think that I'm going to be looking at a lot, Benedict Matherin. Yes. Maturin. Maturin. He's got 13 points already. But you brought up Tyus Jones earlier, Nick, so and good. I think like you look at the assist-to-turnover ratio, yeah. dude, like the last couple seasons. Oh. He deserved a starting job. That's why I'm kind of cheering for the Wizards here, not just as an over team, but he's got 14 points and six dimes already tonight. Yeah, he does. It's good, obviously. I actually hope they keep him. I'm just worried that because this is going to probably be a longer rebuild in Washington, a team that, again, take the over every night and then fade him because they're down 10. They were were down 73-68 at halftime to the Pacers. So it's a team that you just sit there and look at. They're going to probably – you're better off fading them. They have some young talent. Like, Tyus Jones is still relatively young by NBA standards. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they keep him. But, you know, again, I could see getting them getting enticed with a first-round pick. Somebody wants a starting point guard, and then get a couple of first-rounders or something, and that's it. So The other thing I was uh, looking at was, who are we going to target until Ja comes back? And we all t- talked about Desmond Bain. He's got 8 of the 15 points for the Grizzlies with 6 minutes to go in the first quarter. So yeah, probably he, Desmond he's Bain. Gonna put up 40. I think he's going to put up 40. He could be a legit most improved player, even though he could have won it the year that Ja won it, which was two years ago. So, yeah, Desmond Bain, I look back at, after Jaw got injured, some of the playoff performances that he had against the Lakers, it was like 37, 39. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy stats for Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, uh, three-pointers have been huge, too. I think looking at him is going to be interesting. I was trying to get there with what I should do in terms of the Steven Adams uh, injury news, and I just can't get there with betting Xavier Tillman at all. So I'm going to have to look at maybe centers against Memphis, centers against Dallas. The strategy, we need to have like a manifesto in terms of like what we do, what we don't do. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Xavier Tillman has four points and four boards. Wow, and two assists already in six yeah. minutes of action. See, I was thinking about maybe Xavier Tillman, eight boards, but he's so up and down. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think about Detroit? I was just looking at Cade Cunningham's. Cade's already got to stay healthy. I think yeah. if Cade stays healthy, I actually like him for most improved. Yeah, he's got he 11 fits, already. He fits that bill of somebody that like has talent, but like sometimes it's roles, sometimes this player getting more minutes, getting traded. We see that a lot with most improved, but for him it's just playing a full season and getting an opportunity. Look good with the Team USA, you know, select team. And if if he could play like that, I think you could see him as a most improved player this year. I know it's only opening night, guys, but Jason Tatum at the end of the first half, 19 points, six boards. He loves the garden. He does love the garden. The garden loves him too. I don't like Jason Tatum in clutch moments. You guys know that. So. And that's and that's what it comes down to. You Opening worry about fine. yeah, late in games. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing too. Fair. This is what you gotta worry about. Porzingis, fifteen points in the first quarter, zero in the second. I call that the uh, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> The Aton. The Aton. Because that's what he does to me. Every time oh. I bet his props, he'll have like 10 and 8. And then the fourth quarter rolls around, and there he is, 10 and 8, with four fouls. You know who that was? That was um, that was Devontae Adams for me, too. He had, what, 48 receiving yards in the first half, and then 57 oh. for the game? Yeah. That drove me nuts. They're cooked. Raiders are cooked. I, it, it, sh- it sure feels that way. They should trade Devontae. I, they would be stupid not to at this point. Why hang on to him when you could get so much for him when that team's not going anywhere? That move but, will never make sense, man. Like, I said that immediately after. It wasn't just that I was, you know, hurt with the Devontae trade because he was the uh, best player from my favorite team. But I was like, why are you trading for a wide receiver that's 30 years old for this team? Because even with Devontae Adams and that offense, which everybody was high on at the time with Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, 
you still had the worst defense in that division. And that's the same division as Patrick Mahomes. So that's right. right. You had so many needs that uh, it didn't make sense, man. Now you just want to see Devontae have an opportunity to go somewhere and win. Also, he had a really bad drop in that game that would have won oh us some money yes. in the end zone, the anytime yes. touchdown. Yep. Like, if you're going to complain openly, you got to make that catch. Yeah, you do. I you mean, do. you're one of the best in the league. So, still. And listen, this is the time of year we start to see some teams, it's either like a slump or it's you just kind of hit that weird rut in the season. Yeah. That's where the Bills are right now. And we got the props, obviously, they're out for tomorrow night. Again, Thursday night football already tomorrow. Bucks are eight and a half point dogs in this, but I actually... Dalton Kincaid, I think, is yeah. a great opportunity here. Now, believe it or not, Tampa's actually really good in terms of fantasy points given up to tight ends this season. I think they're third or fourth in the NFL. Uh, but you're not going to have anybody else playing. Dawson Knox is going to be out. Quentin Morris is going to be out. Two tight ends for the Bills. So it's almost just kind of one of those things where he had eight catches for 75 yards last week, caught every one of his targets. And you kind of look and say, even if you're – you like what the Bucks do defensively against tight ends. It's just kind of a targets and a numbers game at this point there, where maybe even you look at an anytime touchdown, too. Yeah, that's what scares me, man, because the number is three and a half, and now they've juiced it. As far as the receptions for Dalton Kincaid, minus 150, a price that I don't really want to pay unless it's a for-sure thing, and it seems like a for-sure thing because he got more involved in the offense last week, caught every single one of his targets, and they need uh, somebody else to be <laughs> they need somebody else to be that number two because Gabe Davis doesn't look very good, guys. No, he doesn't. Shakira's hit or miss, and Diggs is awesome, but like Hardy, Trent Sherfield, these just aren't guys yet, or they are guys. That's the problem. They're just jags out there, and now... Like, they changed their offense where they're running these heavy sets. They're actually running more two tight end sets than any other team in the league. But now how are they going to do that? Because Dawson Knox is mm-hmm. out. Uh, like you said, Quentin Morris is out. And then their other tight end, Zach Davidson's on the IR. So Dalton Kincaid's it's the like only it. active tight end <laughs> unless the they call up they somebody got. from the practice squad. So that scares me just a little bit because that should be a for sure thing because you work him out of the slot. He should mm-hmm. have four receptions going into the second half. But... Now I want to see what that offense looks like, and mm-hmm. that's the only thing that scares me, and the price. Oh, yeah. Minus 150 is crazy. Right. I was uh, giving this out for my Beat the Books for tomorrow, but I like Mike Evans's prop at 56.5, minus 120 to the over. If you look at what the Bills have done uh, against wide receiver ones this year, eight different receivers have hit that number so far. That's ridiculous. So I, uh, I really, really, really like Mike Evans tomorrow. I do too. I like Mike Evans. I do like the Kincaid prop. And even though they're all beat up, especially in the secondary, I kind of like the Bills to bounce back, even at eight and a half. I never mind laying big numbers with the Bills. Like the Chiefs' big numbers, I mm-hmm. usually stay away from, although maybe I shouldn't because they uh, covered twice against the Chargers. Chargers, man, they look bad. And Justin Herbert, he couldn't even get the teasers home. They lost that game nope. by 14 points. Um, but I kind of like the Bills to bounce back in this spot. You know, the narrative is right now they're broken. What scares me a little bit, I always rag on Ken Dorsey. Maybe it's not Ken Dorsey's fault, and maybe that's why Brian Dayball really wanted that head coaching gig so bad in New mm-hmm. York. I mean, everybody wants to be a head coach, but I think that uh, Sugar Sean has his fingerprints not only all over the defense, but all over the offense, too. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't, I don't like anything I've seen the last couple weeks. It's not even just the injuries. Like, Josh Allen hasn't looked good, and they have the pieces, but I do think that they bounce back. Like, I think Tampa is a Fugazi team. I liked them early on in the season. I was like, maybe we were right, Nick, on Tampa. Yeah. Now I watch it, man, and they can't run the football. Not at all. And if they're one-dimensional. Chase Evans is coming back, though. Yeah, I know, but if you're dropping Baker back in this game 25, 30 times against that Bills pass rush, they're going to tee off on them. There could be some mistakes, some short fields. I do think that the Tampa number is good on a short week. 
You like, like the, the eight and a half? I do, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything because I'd actually lean bills, and it's just not a number I want to pay right now. That's not the price a fun I want to pay with no. them. Yeah, like I got Bills futures I don't feel great about right now. I feel I almost feel better about my Jets futures right now. <laughs> it does just have this like the Bills really feel like a team that again, we've talked about some of the injuries they've dealt with on defense, but they just feel like a team that's in that rut, and you wonder if like the stuff that goes on on the field is what we see. But is there anything going on? Like in the locker room. And I'm not saying that that's leading to on the field, but because they're struggling, is that going to cause anything that makes this maybe become more of a prolonged slump, more frustrations as the season goes on? I mean, that's that's always the thing that at least goes in the back of your head. You don't really know if that's the case, unless, of course, some report actually comes out. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like a lot of it is, I mean, there does seem to be a lot going on with the coaching staff, right, where Ken Dorsey's almost calling out the head coach, saying like, mm-hmm. well, okay, I'm the play caller, but... I don't have see, full say in the play it's calling. It's that little, yeah. little stuff like that. You hear it because they're trying to get a message out without saying what they want to yeah. say. Yeah. Just so you can, just like, so the narrative is out there. Like that concerns me more than there's a game where Diggs only has four targets and he's pissed off at Josh Allen for a week because you just see that with star wide receivers. Like yeah. I hate to use the term divas, but they are. Like look at their tweets. Um, they want a lot of targets and they want to get paid. Ask for the ball. That's what wide receivers want. And Josh Allen knows that. So that concerns me a little bit more. Disconnect with the coaching staff because they got to be on the same page, especially this year because, like, the Bills, just like the Bengals, this might be their last best shot with this roster. Or they might have to move some guys, and they're going to lose some guys on the defense. Like, I love Jordan Poyer, and I like Micah Hyde. They're both in their 30s, you know, and they're never healthy. Von Miller is not Von Miller. He's still really good. He's not the player that he was six years ago. But he still can give you eight and a half, nine sacks, and they still have a pass rush. But, yeah, there seems to be something off. The other thing I'm looking at in this game, Gabe Davis going against the sixth worth, uh, worst passing defense in the league in this game. He's only got 22 grabs, 347 yards, four touchdowns this season, averaging about 49 receiving yards. I'm going to stay away from the receiving yards, and I don't really like a minus 150 price, but Gabe Davis, we live in a world where his receptions have dropped a two and a half. As I say that now, minus 155 to the <laughs> over. I kind of like him more than Kincaid at three and a half, just because no Dawson Knox, no two tight end sets. Gabe Davis, like if he doesn't go off or at least go off, if he doesn't have at least three receptions in this game, I don't know that he's going to get it this year. So that might be a look for me. Like Diggs is six and a half minus 140. I think I might take a shot with Davis if I shop around and could find a better price. I might go back on the James Cookwell, too. Receptions? Yeah, reception, rushing plus receptions. Or rushing plus receiving yards, sorry. Because, I mean, ever since the game against Jacksonville, he had five carries, minus four rushing yards. I I stayed away for a couple weeks, wanted to see where he was going to be, whether it's... Like, he had 71 rushing yards, but not a single reception against the Giants the following week. But this past week against New England, 56 yards rushing, 46 yards receiving on only three targets, too. And it's set at 73 and a half. Wow. And if you're missing a couple yeah. of tight ends on top of that, and yeah. you're going to make things difficult for the Bills' offense in that way, then maybe this. I think I may do that. I think I may go back to the James Cook. Well, it's been like three I, weeks. I kind of like his receptions too, two and a half, mm-hmm. and it's only minus one twenty. I mean, he could clear three receptions in the first half of this game. He's done that only twice or three times this year. He did it last week. He did it against Jacksonville. He did it week one again or week two against Vegas. Oh, sorry, no, four times. The Jets, too. So he's okay. Yeah, he's done it a decent amount of times enough where that's good. I wonder if the Bills have buyer remorse on uh, Zach Moss. He's been balling out. Like, he looks better yeah. than Jonathan Taylor. He, he does. does. They pay Jonathan Taylor all that money and then. Second best Right. Running back. Flip it real quick. Would you rather? Coming up next, it's Bet MGM the Night.